Hello there, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It is the Joe Cunningham Show. Glad to be with you all today. Uh, first and foremost, if you are on I-10 eastbound, you're going to find, uh, if you haven't made it to the North University exit yet and gone past it, you are likely to find yourself caught in some traffic there for a while. A vehicle accident with injuries has traffic probably at this point, if it hadn't cleared up, uh, backed up all the way near Scott. Uh, so you're going to find some issues out that way. Try to find an alternate route. Of course, as we say, find an alternate route. One of those, uh, one of those routes, uh, Willow, uh, Willow at University. Uh, there's a vehicle accident there, so that's going to have things kind of messed up that way too. So please, uh, please be sure that you are driving safe out there. Try to find an alternate route if possible. We'll let you know when those traffic issues have cleared up. But... Folks, it's time once again, hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your wallets and your purses because the legislature is back in regular session after yesterday's special session to override Governor John Bill Edwards' veto of congressional maps. So the legislature will go back to its usual routine of antics and shenanigans and uh, we will all be made to suffer for whatever happens in Baton Rouge. But lest I be too negative... Allow me to provide you with a ray of sunshine, a ray of hope that's out there. Because while both parties are led by the likes of Clay Sheck Snyder or John Bell Edwards, there is one man willing to step into the fray and try to save Louisiana from itself. And that man is Bill Cassidy, who confirmed in an interview with Politico yesterday that he is indeed intending to run for governor, or he's looking at a run for governor in 2023, which all but assures us that he is, barring some unforeseen event, like like suddenly poll numbers existing that show he wouldn't win. Oh, wait, those already exist. The JMC Analytics poll that we talked about uh, earlier this week already provides us with the proof that Cassidy should stay far away from any other statewide run, otherwise he would get totally embarrassed. There are a lot of reporters and a lot of talking heads and a lot of commentators on social media who all say, this is it. This is what can help Louisiana Republicans. They just need a more moderate, more sane Republican to jump in. They lost the last two elections and gave the governor's mansion to a Democrat in a deep red state. Clearly, they need somebody more sane, which means they haven't paid any attention to Louisiana politics at all. What happened in the last two gubernatorial elections? Well, we had David Vitter and an entire state that was tired of hearing about a prostitution scandal. So John Bell Edwards wins. Well, I say just the prostitution thing. There's also the fact that Jay Darden and Scott Angel did, did Vitter no favors in that race. And the Republicans couldn't coalesce around a single candidate for the runoff for the general election. So John Bell Edwards wins in 2014. 2019, what happens? You have a congressman and you have a rich Republican donor. And the latter dumps a ton of money into the race to attack the other Republican. And as a result, irritates that congressman's district to the point where they largely sit out in 2019. And John Bell Edwards wins again. So it's not about far-right crazies who are giving the state away to John Bell Edwards, it's bad candidacies 
the Republican Party not able to pick a decent candidate. But if we go with Bill Cassidy, oh my, that'll save everything. Except for the fact that Bill Cassidy is deep underwater in favorability, not just in the state where he's got a 36, uh, I'm sorry, a 38, 49 uh, favorability to unfavorability, but among the Republican Party, among his own supposed base, he's doing worse. 36% favorability, 52% unfavorability among Republicans. He's down 39 to 50 with white voters. Among independents, he is 38 to 46. Bill Cassidy is not somebody who should be running for any statewide office ever again. We know he's not running for the Senate again. We know that he's not going to make another Senate run. When he got in, he said, I'm only going to be there for two terms and then I'm done. Assuming that he would be done with politics or go get a, a cushy lobbyist job somewhere. And then we really thought he'd be done when he voted to impeach Trump. And then surely, surely he's done after he not only supports, but goes out and campaign and not campaign, but but pushes for Biden's infrastructure bill. A bill that was laid. I'm sorry. I have no idea why Siri's talking to me. Anyway. My watch telling me, I don't know what you mean. Well, here's what I mean, Siri. Bill Cassidy has no shot. He does not have a snowball's chance in South Louisiana. Or anywhere in Louisiana, for that matter. 232-1542, if you want to call in. When we get back, I want to dig further into the Cassidy issue and why he doesn't stand much of a chance. And, of course, we'll talk about all the other stuff like Democrats actively running away from Joe Biden now. All that and more here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Glad to be with y'all today. 232-1542 if you want to join in the conversation. We do have some callers on the line, but before we get there, I want to finish up what I was saying about cats, kind of laying out the lay of the land here. Because last segment was my kind of, I guess, the emotional rant part of it. The simple fact of the matter is, though, that Cassidy doesn't stand a chance. Here's the lay of the land as it exists right now. And this is what the reporters and the commentators and folks like that all speculating on Cassidy on social media. This is what they all miss because they don't really pay attention. Nobody in the national press pays attention to Louisiana unless there's a hurricane, unless John Kennedy says something really funny, or unless there is some moderate who wants to take over in a conservative uh, state. That's the only time they pay attention. They don't really look at the details here. Jeff Landry, John Schroeder, and Billy Nungesser are already three Republicans we know are going to run. We know that on the Democratic side, you're going to have Sharon Weston Broom, maybe Gary Chambers, either or. We don't have a, a set, declared, mainstream Democrat there. More than likely, you're going to find that the Democrats coalesce around a black candidate in this next cycle. Landry and Schroeder are going for the conservative vote. 
Nungesser is going for the moderate vote. So right there, that's a problem for Cassidy. Because Nungesser is already trying to fill the lane that Cassidy would run in on. They would split the vote together and make each other worse off for it. And you know Nungesser is not going to step aside for Cassidy. So that right there is going to keep Cassidy's numbers down. You also have Landry, who's been out front in multi-state lawsuits against the Biden administration, especially where energy issues are concerned. So you know Landry's going to get a lot of that conservative field to coalesce around him. I'm not sure what path Schroeder has right now, barring a major screw-up from Jeff Landry, but we'll see how the number plays out. We're still more than a year out. In the JMC Analytics poll that was released earlier this week, it had John Kennedy, who's not even going to run, at 22%. His name, I don't know why his name was included, although I imagine it was to kind of keep Jeff Landry's numbers down. But you have Kennedy at 22%. You can imagine that almost all of that goes to Jeff Landry. Some of it can go to Schroeder. You have uh, Broom, the mayor of Baton Rouge, with 14%. If there's a black candidate in the race, Cassidy's not getting any of the Democratic vote. And the conservative voters, as I've already said, and as I told you with the numbers in the last segment, conservatives aren't voting for him. They're going with Kennedy or Landry, maybe Schroeder. In this JMC Analytics poll, Landry had 11%, but imagine most of Kennedy's 22% goes to Landry. You have Nungesser with 7%, Cassidy with 10%. If, say, Nungesser dropped out, which he's not going to, that brings Cassidy up to 17%. One-third of the state's electorate is African-American. That's been the fight over the congressional district. So one th- if, if there's perfect voting, perfect voter attendance, one-third of the vote goes to the Democrat. So that's not going to cast. That will go to a black candidate like Sharon Weston Broom. So if you have all of Kennedy's vote going to Landry, and a third of the state's voters going to Sharon Weston Broom. That's 33% to around 33%. There's nowhere for Cassidy to get into that top two spot and be in a runoff against a Democrat or against a conservative. It's not going to happen. Democrats will solidify around there. Candidate Republicans will have infighting, but the conservative will come out ahead. Voters aren't looking for a Cassidy, not just because of the numbers, but because of what we saw in 2019. Responi lost because he basically kept an entire congressional district at home. But look at what happened in the legislature. Near supermajority numbers for Republicans in the House, supermajority numbers for the Republicans in the Senate. And they had the crossover votes to achieve a veto override this year. That is a clear sign that a moderate, centrist, saner Republican like Cassidy doesn't stand a chance. 232-1542, if you want to join in. We've got Francis on the line. Francis, how are you today? All right. When I heard that he was going to run or proposing to run, the only thing that came to my mind is, okay, how can I make sure I get a cushy job and how can I make sure we don't have a decent 
governor in the state of Louisiana. I got to split the vote. I'm your man for that. That's what I came up with. Yeah. Uh, My first reaction to seeing it, honestly, was just a a laugh. I, I just laughed. I laughed out loud when I saw the story because it is, it takes either an ego so big that you think you can defy all the polling and all the voter interest in the state, or it takes being so out of touch that you don't know either of those things. And you want to be a spoiler to spoil somebody like Jeff Landry or somebody else from getting that spot. That's really the only way that this would make sense for anybody is if they're out of touch, they have a super ego or they want to spoil it for a conservative. And, and that's someone may, he may be playing a game for somebody else, you know, because he's already played up to the Democrats with the uh, selling out for the green new deal stuff. So he may get a nice little cushy job in Washington. If he's able to, to do something to make sure that we don't get a good governor in Louisiana. Well, I think that's he, my take. I think he's already, he's already pretty much guaranteed um, a cushy job. Most former uh, senators and representatives, when they leave office, they stay in DC and they get one of those cushy lobbying jobs. I'm not sure what on earth is motivating him to look at the lay of the land and see that there's any reason for him to, to get involved in this race. He's not coming back to Louisiana once he leaves the Senate. That's, that's pretty much guaranteed given the way Washington, D.C. works. Now, I could be wrong on that, but most of our experience as as voters and as observers, we know this. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to, to say. It, well, it, it has no, there's no logic in my mind at all no. to, to what he's doing. And it, as far as the Republican Party goes, it makes me think that, it, you know, if they're going to entertain this kind of stuff, nobody's putting the brakes on it. Um, it doesn't lend any kind of credibility. I understand that he, you know, he can say whatever he wants, but um, there should be some clear indications about him towing the line for the, what the party represents and representing our state. He didn't have any representation. The Green New Deal doesn't reflect any of that. Yeah. It, it's, anyway, it's, that's, that's what I wanted to get to. All right. Uh, Francis, thank you very much for the call. Glad to have you on. 232-1542 if you want to join in. Um, we've got, uh, let's see how much we got a minute and a half. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, those of you on the line, hold on. We'll get to you after, uh, the bottom of the hour news break, but Francis is right. There, there's no logical reason that Bill Cassidy would want to jump in on this. You're either trying to play spoiler like Francis suggested might be the case, or you're just completely out of touch. Um, I, I don't think even Cassidy's ego is so big that he really and truly thinks that he can overcome all of the numbers that I just went over with you. Uh, his favorability right now is shot. There, I, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier. A buddy of mine who, who pays attention to elections and polling numbers and everything kind of questioned me. We had a little back and forth about it. He said, even if he doesn't vote to impeach Trump, you think he doesn't have a chance? And absolutely not. Even if he doesn't vote to impeach Trump, he's still got the infrastructure bill on his record, and he got excoriated throughout the state. I mean, he on the radio, in, in, in print, everything, he got torn apart for his inability to really break down the issue of the infrastructure bill and answer the questions that folks had. There is 
so much more out there for the Republican Party than Bill Cassidy. We don't need to worry about getting a more sane, moderate Republican into the governor's mansion in 2023. 232-1542. Those of you who are on uh, who are on the line, hold on. We'll get to y'all after this break here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to join in the conversation, we've got Ken on the line. Now, Ken, how are you today? Doing good. Just driving back from North Louisiana. Oh, fun. My neck of the woods. <laughs> You're right. Your neck of the woods, exactly. Uh, no, I was just I talked to quite a few people up there, and I travel up there quite a bit. This is what they're telling me, that Bill Cassidy, they had spoken to him, and he's told them he has to do something with his money in his war chest. <laughs> That's why they, he's contemplating about running for governor. Um, because he has to spend the money somewhere. So they don't think he's got to run. They're going to think he's going to give that money to somebody else in a campaign. Yeah. And they told me that John Kennedy is going to probably run another term, maybe two in the Senate, because he really enjoys what he's doing. And and what's not to enjoy about what... That's right. That's right. You know, Kennedy gets to be on Fox News whenever he wants. All of my reporter friends, liberal and Republican, uh, liberal and conservative in Washington, D.C., love to try to get a sound clip from Kennedy. I mean, a, a Kennedy sound clip is like a reporter's favorite thing to get these days in D.C. because he's just so good at providing them. Like, what what other job could Kennedy want at this point? His chance was probably in 2019, and he declined to run. And so now, I mean, you know, he's one. he's center stage for this Supreme Court fight coming up. I mean, there's there's no reason for Kennedy to want to jump in, but Cassidy, I I, I don't think he's obligated to spend that yeah. war chest. He can definitely you know pass that money around to others. Yes, yeah, it's just, but you know, and I, of course, I question everybody because I'm all yeah. around thin law and everything else. And I said, okay, if Kennedy don't run and Cassidy don't run, what are you going to do with those votes? And I'm getting about half and half. Half is going to Nungesser, and the other half is going to Schroeder, if he announces. Yeah. And, of course, you know, being from South Louisiana, what about Jeff Landry? The only thing they say, they're worried about the skeletons, and I, I don't know what that means, because I, I haven't heard any skeletons yet, but campaign time, it'll come out. Oh, yeah. But, that, you, that know, um, you know, but um, I just, they don't think Bill Cash is going to run unless he has that much of an ego, which I can't believe he has that bad of an ego. I thought to imagine. That would take a monumental ego. That, that's the type of ego you write books about. Um, yes, and I just don't know if any Democrat <laughs> could hold water right now, you know, unless somebody comes out the woodwork, you I, know, the, the, you know, the, that's the Cleo Fields, all those guys are gone. You know, that that's my thing is I'm, I keep saying, and, and some people are doubting me. I'm, you know, Sharon Weston Broom may want to run in 2023. Um, you know, she she's had an um, she's had a relatively mild uh, run of it as mayor of Baton Rouge. I mean, there is some controversy there, but when is there not? But I'm I'm still saying don't sleep on Gary Chambers using this Senate run to build a statewide network and then run for governor next year. 
That's true, too. I forgot about Gary Chambers. You're correct. Yeah, that's so that's correct. what I think may ultimately end up happening, and that Broom is probably a lot more palatable to the uh, more moderate white progressives, and Chambers will really seize on the black activist progressives and come out on top in that one. But who knows? Ken, thank you very much for the call. Glad to have you on. Good. Okay, well, I said like I went to school up there. Go Demons. Oh, Yes. Not not too often I hear that, but thank you very much. That yeah. makes my heart happy. All right. There you go. All right. All right man. Thank you, Ken. Uh, 232-1542 if you want to call in. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of the lay of the land right now. And and it's, you know, talking to folks in North Louisiana, yeah, you're going to find more Schroeder support and more Nungesser support up there. And your stronger support for Jeff Landry will be pro- pre- uh, predominantly in South Louisiana. But South Louisiana is far more conservative than those parts of the state up north. So I think that's what gives Jeff Landry the advantage. Ultimately, when you get to the conservative rural parts of the state, and you get the vast conservative nature of South Louisiana, with the exception of, you know, once you get to Baton Rouge and, and on eastward. Uh, but you've got a very strong uh, conservative base here. So I think Landry has the advantage there. But we'll see. We're still more than a year out. But what we're not more than a year out from is the 2022 midterms. And this, to me, is a very fascinating data point. This comes from Axios. Democrats are essentially in full revolt right now against the Biden administration. Moderates are openly suggesting that the Biden administration is dragging them down. Uh, You have quoted in this Axios piece... um, Representative Susan Wilde, a Democrat of Pennsylvania, who's in a swing district, says that polling gives credence to her distancing herself from Biden. The actual quote is, it's always a concern when the president's numbers are bad and you're in the same party. You have a moderate Democrat, Annie Custer, a representative uh, from New Hampshire and leading member of the New Democrat Coalition, saying people are extremely discouraged, there's no doubt. But then you also have the ultra-progressive types who are saying that there hasn't been enough progress, and that's why Democrat voters are discouraged. Mondaire Jones, a Democrat of New York, uh, said a substantial explanation for the president's relatively low approval is that Democrats are dissatisfied with the lack of progress we've made on certain issues. So Democrats from across the Democratic spectrum are in open revolt at this point, and the news only gets worse. You have, uh, what was the poll? Was it a Marquette poll that was earlier today? And it was absolutely brutal for Joe Biden. You have, let's see. Um, I just had it a second. Here we go. Overall job performance by Biden. 13% of Democrats disapprove. For independents, 37% approve, 63% disapprove. For Republicans, 8% approve, 92% disapprove. But it is uh, that those approval numbers, the independent approval numbers, are absolutely brutal. There was another breakdown. I wonder what happened to that. There was another breakdown from the Marquette poll, but they seem to have deleted that tweet because it had a race breakdown. And the race breakdown was even worse where you had uh, Democrats being, uh, they've lost something like 38% of, uh, or Biden's uh, approval 
among black voters has dropped like 30-something percent. For Hispanic voters, it's dropped like 40-something percent. The numbers are brutal. But here's what else is brutal. Republicans are now feeling emboldened enough to target 72 Democratic-controlled House districts, meaning that they're seeing that there are 72 Democratic seats in the House that are vulnerable enough for Republicans to throw money into. You have an enthusiasm gap among Democrats, and that is being exploited by the Republicans. A Democratic super PAC's ad buy is now showing a widening battle for control of the House. And remember the state of the day of the State of the Union address. I told you guys there were, or it was maybe the day of or the day after. I told you guys there was a vote in the Senate. Progressives in the Senate actually put forward a vote on the most extreme abortion legislation possible. Every Democrat but one voted for a bo- to legalize abortion up until the fetus was uh, the child was fully out of the birth canal, and that is not popular among voters either. Two three two fifteen forty two. Your calls if you want to take part in the conversation. When we come back, what else is going on across the country? More chaos at the border. And more woes for the Democrats when we come back here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Glad to be with y'all today. So the woes just continue. The election woes continue to pile up for the Democrats. Talking to Punchbowl News, Mitch McConnell, who normally doesn't talk about this sort of thing, uh, was asked, you know, basically about what, you know, if he had seen anything in the uh, generic ballot and things like that. And he mentioned, you know, McConnell is a very strategic fighter. You may not like him. You may not like, you know, that he's been in Washington, D.C. so long that he has such a stranglehold over Senate Republicans, things like that. But he's a very strategic guy. And he normally doesn't talk about internal polling. But... He did mention in this interview with Punchbowl News that uh, before this cycle, the best internal polling that he'd seen on a generic ballot was R plus three, Republicans up three points. But he said recently he's seen internal showing as much as R plus 10, Republicans up 10 points on the generic ballot, which should be a huge warning sign for Democrats ahead of November. And then you have this national poll talking about Florida's don't say gay bill. And these numbers are important. When Americans see the actual language of Florida's so-called don't say gay bill, which is not a don't say gay bill, it doesn't even mention the phrase in there, it doesn't ban you from saying gay. When they see the actual language of the law, that it prevents schools from including in their curriculum for pre-K through third grade or whatever it is, when they see that actual language, overall support for the bill is 2 to 1, 61% to 26%, almost 2 to 1, or I'm sorry, more than 2 to 1 uh, support. 
For the GOP, it's 70-23. That's to be expected. But get this. 58 to 26 approved to disapprove among independents. And here's the kicker for Democrats who have gone all in on attacking this law. Among Democratic voters, 50% approve of the poll, uh, of the law, 29% disapprove. Among parents, 67% approve, 24% disapprove. And among those who know somebody who identifies as LGBTQ, 61% approve, 28% disapprove. Now, we can question the polling. We've had lots of questions about polling, but here's the thing on this. This comes from public opinion strategies. They are a Democratic polling firm that Democrats listen to. And when public opinion strategies is giving you these numbers, Democrats, if they are not too far gone on the progressive side, recognize that something's up here and they need to do something about it. The question is, are they too far gone? I think they are. I think the Democrats are too far gone on these issues and that's why they're losing parents That's why they're losing supporters over their rhetoric on this law, over their rhetoric on schools. The education issue is big among parents, left, right, and center, black and white. These issues are going to bring people to the polls, which is why, as I was mentioning the other day, is why I don't think trying to bring in some centrist, saner Republican who wants to avoid talking about the social issues, that's why a move like that doesn't make sense. Bill Cassidy is going to run from social issues. He will absolutely run, or he will give some half-hearted talk that sounds conservative but really says nothing to try to avoid really digging into the issue. He's not brave enough to go into those issues. Republicans want somebody who will take that fight to the Democrats. Republicans want somebody who will look at these poll numbers and say, you know, we need to push on these issues. Abortion, education, the LGBTQ stuff, all of this stuff people really and truly care about. It's right in front of them right now. Couple that with the Democrats' mismanagement of the economic issues. And it's not hard to fathom why Republicans feel confident in targeting 72 Republican districts in the, I mean, Democratic districts in the House. Republicans are feeling emboldened, and rightfully so. But I go back to Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell also in that interview stressed that the importance was in finding the right candidates. And he name-checked Christine O'Donnell. And he's right on that. Republicans have to find the right candidates going forward. Republicans need to make sure that they are running strong candidates who aren't crazy and too far gone in one direction, but not too wobbly need going into the other direction.
y'all probably tired of me saying his name, but you need more Ron DeSantis types, honestly. You need more Jeff Landry types, honestly. You need those kinds of Republicans who can stand there and defend the issues that Republicans can win on. That's how they're going to take control of the House and take control of the Senate in 2022. It's not going to be by trying to be some weak, some some little weak-kneed, moderate, sane Republican type. They need somebody who is going to be strong on the issues. We've got a little time left. We've got some callers on the line. We've got Steve. How are you, Steve? Oh, wait, Steve, you there? Yes. All right, how are you? Good, good. What you got? We got one minute. Are you on the air? Yes, I got one minute. Okay. Um, did you, y'all were talking about skeletons in the closet. Did you hear or see the advocate today? I did not. Look it up. <laughs> I'm not a bearer of bad news or good news, but they, they just posted it on, on, on the Internet. All right. Well, uh, you want to give a hint as to what it is, or um, am I on the air? Yes, you are. Okay. Well, just follow it up. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for the call. Uh, I will look into that, and I will uh, try to have something on it for tomorrow, guys. It's Thursday, which means tomorrow is the end of the week, and I know we can all be thankful for that. Uh, Thank you guys very much for joining me here on the Joe Cunningham Show today. As always, if you want to reach out to me after the show, you can find me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham. Go to Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. I post a lot of the links to the stuff I write and the stuff I talk about there. Uh, You can also listen to the podcast version of the show by going to Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. I highly recommend you subscribe, rate, and review to that. And uh, it'll be another 23 hours, but I'll talk to you guys again soon.